Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. My mission is to empower people to become the best versions of themselves so that they can live their best lives. I'm redefining success so people stop living the lives they think they should live and start living the lives they love. Join me weekly as I share my own insights and speak with guests that have embraced their unique gifts into living life on their terms. I hope these conversations inspire you to make the most out of your life by being your best self. Remember, be you, be beautiful. Hey, you guys. In this episode, I get to speak with Corinda Dion. Corinda seriously does it all. She's a speaker, an author, marketing expert, mediator, consultant, and I'm sure so much more. Uh, She is so full of positive energy, and we had such a just like motivating and inspiring conversation. I really loved speaking with her about her spin on the old saying, when life gives you lemons. I can't wait for you guys to hear more about that. Um, And she's just definitely here to make a difference in everything that she does. I know you guys are going to just love this conversation. So get ready to take aim and enjoy. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Krinda, thank you so much for being on the BU podcast today. Will you just tell my audience a little bit about yourself and who you are? Sure. So first, Ariel, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about being on your platform and reaching out to your audience. Just it's such a pleasure. Um, I am from Baltimore, as they say, be more, and um, was born and raised there. And growing up, um, I was always a child that... Uh, enjoyed to write. Uh, I loved writing poetry. And so, um, you know, while other kids were out playing and riding bikes, and yes, I know how to ride a bike, but I spent most of my time doing tea parties and writing poetry and really allowing words um, to be my safe place, Um, really allowing words to be a place of healing a place of vulnerability. Um, and so that's that's always been near and dear to my heart. And still to this day, I do uh, a lot of writing through some of the books that I've done and et cetera. Um, I went to FIT in New York, um, the Fashion Institute. Love, love, love that school. Studied marketing there. And um, actually just recently, I graduated with my master's from Regent University. Um, I have a master's in law uh, with mediation, dispute resolution. So I I guess I'm just well-versed here. I'm helping people marketing. I'm helping people solve problems. (laughs) Yeah, you're the like full package. Everyone needs that, especially for business and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But but yeah, I love life, Ariel. You know, I am, I've always been an optimistic person. Um, And even when I've gone through some of the most trying uh, situations and obstacles in my life, I've always kept pushing, I've always kept pressing, um, and I've always kept myself um, in a very positive mindset. So yeah, I just, I enjoy life. I enjoy laughing. I've got like a little, um, you know, comedic side of me. You know, my jokes are kind of dry, but hey, it works. (laughs) I love it. And I feel like you 
it sounds like from an early age, you were already kind of doing the things like with writing and using that to like let things out and healing and stuff like that's something that most people don't even get into until later in life and, you know, still kind of working on it now. Like, ah, like I love journaling, but like, you know, I don't do it all the time like I should. And then I talk to people um, you're like, yeah, I really need to get into journaling, but it sounds like you're already like doing that when you were younger and you've are, and you've always been like optimistic. And you know, usually yeah. when I talk to people, it's like, were you all the, always this way? But it sounds like you were. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's so funny growing up. I, I liked, I liked to talk, you know, my mom said, um, I like to have the last word. And so that got me in trouble sometimes, Ariel, you know? <laughs> And so, um, yeah, but I, I love to talk. I love to express and, and also words for me, writing for me was just another way of expression. Um, and so, you know, unfortunately growing up um, being bullied in school um, and not having the opportunity to kind of really envelop some healthy relationships because I thought I had to either bribe or buy or, you know, be someone that I was not in order to have friends, um, you know, really affected some of the things and decisions and choices I made later on in life. However, writing was a place in which I could really express myself. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did you kind of discover that, you know, that you didn't have to, um, you know, bribe and please people to have them be your friends and that you could really just be yourself? When did that kind of happen? <laughs> Do you really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, what? it did not happen until I was almost 40. It took a long time. It yeah. Took a long time. Um, yeah, it took a long time. You know, I think there were phases. I think Ariel, we go through phases in life where there are stunts of growth um, and development. And then I think there are things and, you know, seasons and times we go through life where it's a complete change, right? So there were times where I could tell I was getting stronger. I could tell, okay, I'm maturing. Okay. You know what I mean? But then yeah. there'd be times I would kind of flip back, right? And so it wasn't until I was close to 40 years old um, after going through um, two marriages and two divorces, after going through some major health challenges um, and after going through uh, failed business relationships, I was like, hey, something's got to change and it can't yeah. change just for a week. It's gotta be a change, like a lifestyle change, a change for a better Corinda. So it wasn't until I was much older, but I'm, hey, I'm glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I think we're just always a work in progress. So, you know, like you had to like keep learning certain lessons and going through things. But I mean, now you have like a better grip on it. Uh, but like, it's still a work in progress, I'm sure. Yes, it's still a work in progress, Ariel. But I will say this. One thing that I can say now that I could not have said before is that I am truly in a very settled place, right? Settled mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, and so I am, I'm telling you, that is the best. You know, when you reach that place of settlement uh, from the inside out, uh, it makes, it just makes the difference. It really makes the difference. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And, um, you know, you kind of mentioned about changing and I know that you refer to yourself as your number one change agent. So will you just tell us a little bit about that and like where that came from and what it means? You know, it was kind of like 
I was, it was just like a joke. I was kind of playing around. And then I was like, hey, you know what? I, I kind of like that because here's the thing with me. Um, I am a licensed minister as well, Ariel. And one of the things about me is I am very thought provoking. So um, I'm always thinking about, okay, um, why, why are we doing what we do? Um, what mental capacity and, and what's, what's causing us to think that way to change in behavior, thought process, et cetera. So um, I've always been very thought provoking um, as a person. And so, you know, I'm like, for me, as a number one change agent, I feel that a lot starts with the mind. Now, mm -hmm. a lot also does start with the heart, but um, the way you think of yourself, the way you process, the way you um, look at and, and choose to um, view your challenges, your obstacles and your success, uh, yeah. really is mental. And so being a number one change agent is really about changing your thought process right? It's really, yeah. it's really about changing your thought process. So that's, that's where that kind of came from. Yeah, I love that. And I'm, you kind of, you brought up like it starts with your mind, but it also starts with your heart too. And I think that just kind of like clicked something for me. So like, will you kind of tell us the correlation between like your heart and mind? Mm -hmm, sure. You know, in most cases, when, when things happen to us, either good or not so good, um, the heart is immediately affected. Um, in most cases, there is an emotional expression or there is an emotional response that is triggered from the heart, right? And so immediately you... Um, your heart will kind of dictate um, how you should feel, but you got to be sensitive and not ignore that. But however, also understand that if you're going to see growth, if you're going to see continued development in your obstacles, in your success, you have to be uh, one that can think clearly as well. Um, because sometimes what happens is that we have these emotions within our heart and we're just, we're not even thinking clearly. We're just making every decision based on, um, based on that particular emotion or feeling. But right, right. when you can kind of shift, you know, um, you can, you can, like I said, not ignore the feelings of the heart, but when you can kind of shift to a level of thought, to a level of uh, maturity to say, okay, I may feel this way, but I need to think another way, or I may feel this way and I need my thoughts to line with that feeling. Um, that to me is true maturity as mm -hmm. an individual and as a person. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. I'm just like, yeah, there's a lot there with, you know, I mean, cause like our emotions can let us like run wild and stuff, but oh, really, ma'am, where, yeah. <laughs> yes. And so I had to challenge myself and, and what makes me so excited about what I do and, and the whole message of taking aim and living life on the promise of impact is understanding how the two work and really understanding the differences. And I had to challenge myself because I am like the hopeless romantic. I am very blue, you know, very emotional. I can, you know, I'm the one, I'm that friend that's overly dramatic. If you want that overly <laughs> dramatic response, I'm that friend, right? Um, and I'm a salesperson's biggest dream come true. I mean, I'm like, sure, I'll try it, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but I really had to train 
myself and my mind to pause, to stop, to consider, to reflect, to um, process. And um, in doing that, I am now, as I told you earlier, in a place of settlement and making just so many better choices for a better Corinda. Yeah. I love it. And I just love that you brought up being settled again. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's just kind of a good place to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, I mean, on one hand, you can kind of look at it as like, oh, you're settled and like, this is it. But it's also just like, you're content and it's, and you're good with that. And you're, you're being who you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to be. Like you're in the right place. Um, Yes. Yeah. And you brought up your, um, taking aim mm-hmm. and impact and how you kind of work with that. Will you just tell us a little bit about that? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Listen, I, Ariel, I always get excited when we talk about taking aim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, um, as I told you before, you know, I have a marketing degree um, and one of the things, well, let me back up. Let me tell you the the essence of the whole taking aim. Um, I was going through um, a a separation at the time um, of my second marriage, and it was difficult. Okay, like I said, I can overemphasize it. It was difficult. All right, so um, there were a lot of challenges and things that I was facing at the time, and I was talking to a friend, and I said, you know. just kind of venting and talking to the friend. And I said, you know that saying when life gives you lemons to make lemonade? And they're like, yeah. And I said, you know, but what if I don't want to make lemonade? What if (laughs) I want to make lemonade? And so my friend said, well, don't take aim. I was like, oh my. (laughs) Ariel, I promise you from that next breath, everything in my life changed. Um, So what did I do? Corinda stopped pointing the finger outward and really took inventory of Corinda. Corinda took accountability for what Corinda needed to take accountability for. Um, Corinda forgave herself and others and really began to throw those lemons back. And so I am all about telling women, you know, you don't have to make lemonade. Making lemonade is a choice. We really have enough faith, enough fortitude, um, and enough forgiveness to throw the lemons back. So I get excited because I had to take aim, right? Um, I'm not just telling people to do something that I did not have to do. And it doesn't have to just necessarily be um, in regards to relationships, Ariel. It could be financial, you know, it could be business or career, Um, but we all will face lemons. You know, life does give us lemons, but um, my challenge is to to take aim. (laughs) Yeah. So is that kind of like to really get like focused on like where you want your attention to go with like taking aim and like, you know, uh, like and with throwing the limits back, is that kind of like, I don't have to like take this anymore and like, I don't want it. So yeah, I just kind of like explain it a little bit more to me. Sure. So it's really about accountability, right? Because it's easy to dismiss or blame someone or something for why you feel you are where you are or what's happening to you, et cetera, right? Taking aim is saying, I'm willing to be so transparent 
with myself that I'm not going to any longer point the finger, but really see where my weaknesses are, really see where what areas in me I need to work on and really start putting forth the effort to make that change. So taking aim is not just the one, it's not just saying, okay, I forgive myself. Okay, great, you forgive yourself, that's part of it. But now, what is the action? What are you going to do? How are you going to exemplify that change? How are you going to exuberate that you truly um, are a new you and that you've forgiven yourself and that you're moving on? Um, and so it's really about accepting what I need to accept as hard as it may sound, as hard as it may be, and then making the actionable steps to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And then like, I don't know if you have ever thought about an acronym or anything for it, but when you said it, I was just like, aim. And then I was like, accountability is mine. So <laughs> <laughs> like, feel free to use. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm going to use that Ariel. Absolutely. <laughs> I told my friend, I said, listen, I'm using that. I'm so sorry. Maybe, uh, you know, I'll have to, I'll pay you for it if I need to, but I'm using taking aim. So Ariel, uh, yes, I'm going to use that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like it just kind of like resonated with me. So I was like, maybe it'll resonate with someone else. So Making accountability is mine. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then why do you think that some people um, are afraid to take aim? Mm. You know, change is not easy, right? But it's, it's evident. I mean, change is inevitable. We, we will face change. Um, you know, all of us in some type of capacity has dealt with change. And, yeah. and sometimes it is uncomfortable. And sometimes it doesn't feel good. And sometimes it does feel good. And sometimes, I mean, it is just a ball of emotion, right? Change yeah. comes with so many thoughts and, and so many opinions and so much input, right? So sometimes it's just one, fear. Sometimes it's just two, not having the support system needed to know that you really can. Um, and sometimes it's just fighting change. Just, you know, when you're so used to, um, you know, dealing with something or being in a certain situation or circumstance and feeling a certain way, sometimes it's hard. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll give you a really quick example, um, Ariel. I just, you know, went through a, a, a health challenge and it was just, it happened fast. It was unpronounced. I mean, it just happened and, you know, a lot of things just kind of blew up. And so um, after I, you know, got home um, and I was sitting on uh, my couch, um, I could tell that my energy level was low and I am very bubbly on the go. I, you know, that's me. So yeah. to, to have, no, to not have the energy that I'm used to, I felt a little defeated and I said okay wait a minute we got to take aim we got to take aim so you know what I did my mother and I we got up every day and we walked I didn't you know I was at the point where I was working out maybe three times a week up to 7,500 steps a day like just feeling great but you know what Ariel I just started walking for like five minutes seven minutes ten minutes right that was taking aim right so it's like don't don't see your progress as, oh, this is so little, or this is so minute. Yeah. Any 
progress is great development. Any progress adds to your endurance. So mm -hmm. continue, regardless if you have to take baby steps, regardless if you feel like you're taking three steps back, um, it, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. It's so, so important. Progress will continue to strengthen your endurance. So yeah, yeah, it's so, yeah. so important. I really like that. I know for me, especially like over this last year, I've been really trying to focus on just like taking like small baby steps and like focusing on one thing at a time because it's so easy to just like want things to happen so quickly and, you know, to see yeah. someone else who's already, you know, so far ahead. I'm just like, I don't know how my little baby steps are going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and they will. And you know what's so interesting when you said that, Ariel, is that sometimes you know, we think like, yeah, how am I going to get there? This is, this isn't going to work or this is going to take forever. And we have to understand that that is the beauty of life. It is the journey. It really is the journey. You know, we, we live in a world where with the instant gratification or with everything at the fingertips of your cell phone or tablet or whatever. Um, and we're so used to that quick response that get it now. Um, but the beauty, the beauty of life is the journey. And so um, it's, it's not easy. To, it's not easy because we want to see change immediately, uh, but we have to be patient with ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious along that, how can people handle the journey? Like when things you know, aren't really going their way, or they just kind of feel disappointed by, um, you know, like their progress or something, how can they mm -hmm. handle that? So I would recommend three things. First thing is you must love on yourself. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I'm big on love. You must love on yourself, right? So um, if it's saying a two to three sentence affirmation, um, if it's reading something that's within a book um, that, that is empowering or encouraging for you, um, but you've got to love on yourself. You also need to, I'm big one, and it doesn't have to be a long journalist, but write down or even speak the things that you are grateful for on a daily basis mm -hmm. and really surround yourself with at least one person that can hold you accountable and also pour into you. That's very, very important um, when you're going through that process because you've got to be challenged and you've got to have some nurturing at the same time. Um, but you can't have all nurture and no challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't have all nurture and no challenge because you're, you're not going to grow in that sense. You need the challenge and the nurturing. So you need someone that has that good balance that can be that person for you. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish that we could, you know, just have the nurturing and not the challenge. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Will you tell us a little bit about how people can turn their negativity into, you know, momentum? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, turning your negativity and your greatest momentum is absolutely po possible. And as I told you before, Ariel, you know, um, I'm always optimistic. So, yeah. you know, when I see the glass, I always see it that it's half full and not half empty. And one thing that you also have to do is mentally, um, you know, 
when people when, when people may have said, oh, you can't do this or, you know, um, you shouldn't follow this path or you shouldn't go for your dreams or whatever the case might be. Um, don't let that be what holds you back. Let that be what pushes you forward. Now, when I say that, I don't want people to do things because I'm going to prove that person, you know, I'm going to prove something. It's not about proving, it's about purpose. Yeah. It's not about proving, it's about purpose. So my thing is, if it is your purpose to do, and someone is saying that you cannot, or they're being negative, or um, they are displaying a tone or um, sharing words that are not empowering you, don't let that hold you back. Turn yeah. that into fuel for your purpose. So, so, so important. Yeah. And I mean, cause you've done a lot of things that I feel like we haven't really even talked about, like all that you really do, <laughs> but just the fact that you, you know, got your degree in marketing and now, you know, you've got your master's in law, like <laughs> you know, doing some things. So, I mean, have you experienced um, people that have told you like that you couldn't do it or some negative things around absolutely. that? Oh gosh, absolutely. So um, interesting, interesting. Um, growing up, um, you know, I wasn't very strong in English. It, that was one class I dreaded. I just wasn't strong in English. And so yeah. um, I would go to class and, you know, Ariel, I would just have my head down. Like, I don't even want the paperback. I'm just, <laughs> oh my gosh. And it would just be marked up. I mean, red marks. Just, oh, it, it was just like, oh, I felt so defeated. And I remember my teacher telling me, she said, you know, Corinda, you are very gifted. You are very talented. There are a lot of things that you do well. You have so much potential. But one thing that is not your gift is writing. And I was like, Time, right but I would still come home I would write my poetry right and mm -hmm. I would also partner with my cousin and she was very very strong in uh, English um, hey Melody uh, she was very strong in English and so she would help me um, you know and giving me advice and reading over my papers and um, just encouraging me and that kind of thing and so that was helpful too but I was told back then that you know listen writing is not not your thing and so I turned that into my greatest momentum I stayed true to my purpose and I allowed it to fuel me and am I the greatest writer probably not but um I have you know self-published three books so I'm pretty excited about that <laughs> yeah yeah I was thinking I was like it's so funny how many people who um are writers and have published books so they like were told they weren't a good writer when they were young but yeah. you know, so they like stuck with it and did it for themselves and as part of their purpose will you tell yeah. us a little bit about the books that you've published Sure. So my first book was a poetry book. Um, it's called Soul of a Poet. And um, I was so excited about that book. Um, yeah. And so yeah. And so it's called Soul of a Poet. That was the first book. And then I was a contributing writer for the second book. It was called The Weight, W-A-I-T, The Weight to Success. And I was able to express my journey as an entrepreneur, the highs and the lows and um, the pitfalls and the red flags and the things that um, I learned along the way. And then yeah. my latest book is Perfect Patty Messed Up Devotion. 
<laughs> and um, that title, I was inspired by Tyler Perry's movie, uh, Why Did I Get Married? And um, But I turned it into a 40-day inspirational devotional for women um, okay. for them, yeah, for them to understand that, uh, that, you know, perfectionism is not the way of life. It's really learning from your mistakes and having grace as you move forward. So um, I'm really excited about that. I'm actually starting the second edition of Perfect Patty Messed Up. So um, I am actually looking for some women who um, are ready to tell their story on how they messed up and the lessons that they have learned. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, and I mean, I'm just kind of curious about like, what's your timeline for that? Well, I'm hoping to launch the book by the end of 2021. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah like hopefully yeah. some people listening will be like, oh, I want to contribute or at least like, you know, go and get your books. Yes, definitely. If you have a story you're ready to tell, you're ready to help other women to say, listen, this, this is my story. These are the lessons I've learned. This is the wisdom that I've received. Please, yes, contact me. I definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. And then, so I'm just kind of thinking now of like, did you have any doubts with, you know, putting yourself out there with your books and your contributions of like telling your stories? Like, or was that like, how did that even come up that you wanted to do that? <laughs> you know, I did. And I'll tell you, um, Ariel, it wasn't easy for me. My first marriage, I was a pastor's wife. And so you, you learn how to be very reserved and you, you don't, share a lot right and yeah. so um that affected me because I've always felt like I've got to protect myself I can't let anyone in um it doesn't matter what's going on in the inside I'm going to always look like I have it all together um anytime anyone sees me you know am I they won't be able to tell something is wrong because mm -hmm. I, I know the lingo I know what to say I know how to smile I know the poise all of that yeah and um, but you are in so much bondage when you live like that. <laughs> right. I was like, that's just like a whole nother conversation about like what that felt like and then being able to truly be yourself. <laughs> you were in so much bondage, but you know what? It wasn't until I went through counseling, um, that, that it broke that shell of listen, open up. Um, people want the authentic you. People want to hear you. And so little by little, I started. And then, I mean, now it's like a rushing floor of river, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't hold back anything now. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that pressure of, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Oh my gosh, what are people going to say? Oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to be the talk of the dinner table. And hey, you know what, Ariel? <laughs> I, that might be when you're doing good and when you're not doing so good. People will still talk. People will always yeah, like they're going to talk about you either way. So either way. So hey, how about living my best life by being my best self? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. And tell me more about like what impact you want, um, like you know, from your books, but also like what you're doing now. Like, what kind of impact do you want to leave with people? Mm. I want people, the impact that I want to leave with people is that they are enough um, and that healing is truly possible. And 
when you finally get to that place of fulfillment, it's not because of what you can afford. It's not because of what you drive or where you live or who you know. It's because you loved you enough to say, I'm worth doing whatever it takes to be the person I was created to be. Wow, I love it. <laughs> like I'm here for that, I support that. Yes. Yeah. And where can people, you know, find you and connect with you and, you know, get your book books and work with you and stuff? Yes. Thanks, Ariel. Um, so yes, you can find me on the web. Of course, my website is corindadion.com. Uh, corindadion.com. I'm also on the social media platforms under Corinda Dion and Corinda Dion LLC. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, I'm there. So please be sure to reach out to me. And again, my website is corindadion.com. And if you um, would like to purchase uh, any, of the, any of my books, you can purchase them on Amazon. Okay, awesome. And then, you know, you mentioned that you are working on the second edition of Perfect Patty Messed Up, but are you working on anything else right now that you wanna share with people? Sure, Ariel, thanks. You know what? Um, if you don't mind me sharing this, I just launched, uh, maybe a few months ago, I just launched, it's fairly new, a online marketing course. It's four weeks for new entrepreneurs. And I went, I always stress that this is not for seasoned senior uh, entrepreneurs, but if you are a new entrepreneur and you need to build a solid foundation, because I am all about settlement. Um, so if you are looking to build a solid foundation, really understand what marketing is, how it relates to your product or service, and how to build your brand, how to bridge the gap between your message and your audience, then this four-week online course is for you. And so um, that's also on my site at corindadion.com. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm definitely going to link all of that in the show notes and stuff so that people can get to it and sign up and everything Yay. <laughs> yeah but thank you so much you've just shared so much good stuff um I really appreciate it um uh, yeah thank you Ariel thank you so much I hope we can chat again um and um I just enjoyed myself and thank you so much for having me Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.